0: Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. everyone to another episode of money matters top tips for success where i share with you insights and bring uh, entrepreneurs and business owners to give their top tips for success i'm um, really excited to have my guest today lynn casey on the line um she's the founder of shine scout inc hey so lynn welcome to the show
1: thanks so much adam
0: All right, well, let's jump right in. So, you know, obviously, you're the the founder of Shine Scout, so you're an entrepreneur. Um, A lot of the people that are listening to this uh, podcast are going to be entrepreneurs, business owners, executives. Um, Some are going to be, you know, just starting out in their entrepreneurial journey. Um, Some are going to be a lot more seasoned and much further along. Uh, Maybe just start, Lynn, by giving some of your background as an entrepreneur.
1: Absolutely. in us, right? And I'm talking to people in corporations, I'm talking to people who have what they think is is a sort of nine to five grind. And and what I noticed throughout my career was my curiosity always led me to create new divisions, new ways of working wherever I was. You know, when I look back in hindsight, I realized I was an intrapreneur before I was an entrepreneur. Um, so one of the first things I always suggest to people who are looking to make that change, who are curious about how how they might step into that entrepreneurial world, is practice (laughs) practice at home first, right? Practice where you are now and see what you can create, see what kind of changes you can make, um, see what you can develop within the framework of the company you are currently in. Um, It gives you a great opportunity to try out new things, um, to see what it feels like to lead a group in a direction that maybe only you see. Um, when I look back, I see that I did that at advertising agencies. Um, I became a studio executive at Paramount Pictures, and I formed a whole new division. So I, I think looking at the world for, as an entrepreneur and transferring those skills into entrepreneurship um, is a great first step.
0: No, that's great. And um, some of the audience may not under, may not have heard that word before. So what, what how would you define entrepreneur?
1: Uh, good point, Adam, and, and it's something that I'm, I'm beginning to see sort of well up in companies I do consulting with, um, and it's being talked about at conferences. So an entrepreneur is someone who is tasked with the ability to create something new within a corporation. So, for example, when I was at Paramount Pictures, I noticed that we weren't creating a business around the real estate of our television shows. Um, That could be bought and sold. That could be used for its own promotional purposes. So I created a business plan, and I took it to the head people there and said, hey, I'll keep doing my my nine-to-five, my day job, but I think there's a cool opportunity to do something new. Um, I got a blessing and a budget, and I was able to create a new department and a new division. So entrepreneurship is something that's really being sought out and encouraged within corporations, Because everyone needs to innovate, right? So as opposed to looking to external groups to lead innovation or tell a company where to go, being able to tap someone inside the company who understands who the key players are and what the goals and values of that company are is tremendously helpful and something I'm seeing encouraged more and more.
0: Let's, uh, let's stay in that theme for a little bit. So you, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in working with companies, let's say, uh, how would you if, as a business owner, um, you know, let's say that, you know, uh, in any, any, any type of business, how would you encourage entrepreneurship within your organization?
1: The way I would encourage entrepreneurship, and again, I'm seeing this completely on the rise. I've had executives ask me to help them literally recruit executives who can work within the corporation but have that entrepreneurial spirit. So what I would do is I would look for an area, identify an area where we need change, right? So let's pretend you're GE. You might say, okay, what's the future of transportation? Maybe we should look at, you know, how do we manufacture driverless cars? And that's obviously a big leap. So Mm -hmm. you look for someone called a brand champion. You look for hand raisers. So who within your company is comfortable with risk? Who within your company is comfortable with leadership? Who within your company is comfortable with working outside the box, right? They may have a different background. Um, They may volunteer for different things. They may be that guy or girl within your corporation who's always bringing new tidbits, new information, new trend data into the different group discussions, into a way of looking at the world. So that person, you would sit down with that person. You would co-author a business plan. What's it going to take to look at this experiment? What's it going to take to, to develop sort of a risk-forward, fast-track program? And based on that budget, you would give them a few people to, to take it for a test run, right, to, to just try it out. And if that starts to work, if there starts to get some traction, you can create a whole new department, a sort of miniature company within a company um, I really believe it's going to be the future of work. I believe it's going to be how companies are going to be able to fast track and become more nimble by creating these entrepreneurial pods within the larger structure.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a trend that I've been seeing also. And I'll, I'll tell you what I think I've been seeing happen, and you correct me or let me know if I'm on the right track because I don't know. It's not my, my specialty, but – so in the past, if we think about the big conglomerates, right, it was a, mm-hmm. there was a board or there was some, you know, group of people on the top that basically um, drove innovation from the top down, and they dictated what, um, what you know, what uh, departments were going to open or be closed based off of profit margins, based off well, a lot of different factors. Um, now, mm-hmm. with this whole entrepreneurial mindset... It almost seems as though a lot of the ideas um, in theory should come from, you know, the bottom up from if you hire the right type of or bring on the right type of entrepreneurial um, uh, staff, then you know, what they it becomes is exactly what you said, them proposing new ideas that they're seeing from having, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak. And um and, you know, the the top the hierarchy, let's say, or the board, are more kind of giving the yay or nay based on budgets and other larger things, but a lot of the ideas are going to be driven from um the let's say pods as you as you called them. Is that am I off? Am I on? What what am I missing?
1: No, I think you're exactly correct and I'm
0: um, There's two
1: things that are sort of forcing this new way of work, if you will. You know, one is this increasing hunger for rapid innovation and change, right? Mm -hmm. So the the old way of doing that might have been acquisition, right? Okay, we need, we need a group within the company that does a a certain level of of high technology thinking. So we'll buy a technology firm, right? We'll buy a group of, of technology experts. How much better to home grow that group So that way you sort of populate within your company a whole new way of thinking. So that's going to allow for future nimbleness and future vision if that group exists within your corporation. Um, There's a number of consulting companies right now. I actually consult with one, uh, Bionic, out of New York City, that goes into companies to teach them how to do this, teach them how to budget, teach them how to practice the art of fast failure, Um, and that sort of lean startup mentality, and to deputize brand champions within corporations um, to lead these sort of mini charges, if you will. The second reason this area has gotten so popular is the need for engagement, right? So millennial workers know their value, know their worth, um, and want to be part of something bigger and want to be leaders. So by creating these opportunities within a company for them to act as an entrepreneur, for them to really help shape the future of a company um, at a young age, is really, really critical to finding and engaging top talent in the future. So I think that sort of need for both innovation and high employee engagement is going to keep
0: this as a very hot turn. All all right. That's all, all great info, all great tips. Um, let's change pace a little bit and tell me a little bit more about Shine Scout and what you're doing with your company.
1: So, Shine Scout's been around for about eight years, and what we do, I like to say, is we help companies future successfully. So, we work with Fortune 100 companies primarily who are in need of a change. Um, legacy companies like Mattel, we're working with Facebook right now, as a matter of fact working with a big cosmetic company, Cody, out of New York. So these are companies that are open and eager to make some dramatic shifts in how they're connecting with consumers. So we use two tools, um, larger future trends. I like to call them sort of the big tectonic plate shifts. right? So where are we going as people? Um, What does the new millennial family look like? What's the future of populism? Um, How is China opening up its sort of commercial doors going to affect all of us? Um, Where are the next big shifts in how we show up in the world? So I I break those down for companies and and turn that into sort of one guardrail. What do we need to understand about where the world is going? And then the other guardrail is really granular consumer insights, sitting down and talking to human beings around the world. I shop with people. I've done sleepovers with 8- to 10-year-olds. Um, I've gone skateboarding with teenagers, I've walked with moms with brand-new babies, and really unpacking that sort of individual human experience. And by taking those two pieces, the big macro trends and these really, really granular micro trends, by creating those two pieces, companies start to understand where they need to go. Where do they sit in the middle? What's their vision? What's their North Star? To sort of service these two needs of a consumer population. So it's a great deal of fun. Um, and out of it, we help companies see what do they need to create? What do they need to acquire? What are, what do their values have to be? What is their mission statement? And from those pieces, what products and services do they need to make? Um, I believe the future for big brands is to understand how to take a noun, you know, I'm Macy's, and turn it into a verb. What does... If you and I were going to go Macy's, what would that mean? If we turn that into a verb, if we turn that into an experience, what does that mean? Because that's what the consumer wants today. Um, So that's the work that that we do. And it's really exciting. um, And it's incredibly rewarding uh, because it's a lot of discovery. It's a lot of teaching. And then it's a lot of creating.
0: Wow. Sounds fantastic. Um, Yeah. That's the best job in the world. I was just going to say, yeah, sounds fun. Um, Talk to me a little bit bit more about your activities as a speaker. I see here that you're a speaker, that you mentor. If you can talk to me a little bit more about those activities and what you're up to.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, I just got back from C2 in Montreal um, where I was part of a group uh, to help inspire innovation and new ways of thinking. Um, So I speak quite often on the topic of future trends. um, Where are we going? uh, Who are we? I think it's really, really critical um, for any co- company and any business to stay curious, right? Stay open. Um, so I find my role is to really go out and think about those, those macro trends that I touched on earlier. The 5, the 10, the 15, the 20-year trends are going to shape the kind of businesses and services uh, that people need to create. Um, I'm in New York next week. Um, actually, with a, a, a group, I'm going to speak on the future of luxury. Um on a more granular level i am a mentor at usc uh the marshall school of business and um, i'm actually going to be teaching a class there uh this summer a one day workshop i'm um, very excited about about the consumer experience i love mentoring um i find uh young people today have so much knowledge have so much value have so much to give um and the main challenge i see adam is is i don't think your average 20-year-old, 21-year-old, 22-year-old understands their intrinsic value just by being a member of that youth cohort, by being a member of that young consumer group. They have such an understanding of mobile, of digital, of communication, of connection. Um, by walking into a company, you know you represent that young consumer I'm so hungry to connect with. Um, there's so much intrinsic value right in that specific piece. So I do a lot of mentoring on helping people understand their value and understanding how to amplify their value in both the interview process and in the early years of working.
0: No, that's great. Um, so where, where can people find you, Lynn? Let's say if they, they um, want to talk about your services or your speaking, where, where can people connect with you? Yeah,
1: we've got a website. Uh, so it's www.shinescout.com. Where we're always looking for the light at Shine Scout. Or they can reach out to me directly at lynn, L Y N N, at shinescout.com.
0: All right, Lynn. Well, hey, um, lots of knowledge, lots of tips you gave today. I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, um, have a wonderful day. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Have a great June.